All right. Welcome. Welcome to Caching in the Northwest. You know, this is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching right here in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we'll talk about caches and cachers from here and around the globe. So while you're busy updating Chrome, we'll be caching in the Northwest. And normally, I would say we're going to bring in uh, some creative term for our, our friend, friendly monkey. But tonight, it's just the monkey and me as hosts. That's right. Chris we're is out on assignment, so let's do out, it. Out on assignment. I love that. We're without our fearless leader, and yeah. we still managed to get the podcast started. So, well, wonders never cease. We haven't we haven't burned the place to the ground yet. Yet the night is still young. Well, the morning is still young. An hour. That's right. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, welcome. And uh, if you're paying attention and you're watching the video feed, uh, which you will not have picked this up if you're listening by audio yet. So right. uh, we do have two guests on tonight. We have JP and Ian to talk about their planned tour of Europe's mega events. Uh, good evening or good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, morning. Morning. <laughs> morning. <laughs> Excellent. So we will get to those guys. We're going to talk about their planned tour of Europe's mega events promoting GeoCoinFest 2019 EU. But before we get into that, we have some interesting geocaching news, and we're going to make an announcement about the second year of the Fraser Valley Cash Bash. So stay tuned for the after show as well, where we're going to discuss your questions and comments. We're going to talk about the world's largest homeless gnome and provide an update on the Utah Geo Tour. If you're interested in the Utah Geo Tour, there's news, but you got to listen to the after show to get that news. Ooh, can't wait. So much Northwest goodness. Absolutely. All right. And a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming in each and every week. A special thanks to Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Remember, they do have this special shipping offer for you Canadian and U.S. listeners from Landsharks.ca. Free shipping on orders of $50 Canadian or greater to a max of 25 Canadian shipping costs. All right. And if you want to know more about supporting the show, click the Patreon link on the Cashing in W website. And if you're watching on the website, it's it's over it's all, there. It's all around us if you're on the website. You We're embedded in the website. We are. We are. Jim, do you want to take the first piece of news we have? You know, I would love to tell you about the Cash Carnival, or maybe it's Carnival. Mm. Mm. Cash Carnival is celebrating geocaching creativity and diversity around the world. You can join Cash Carnival starting March 25th of this year. That's this month. It's only a couple of weeks away. And earn up to five, that's five souvenirs inspired by historic carnival locations by collecting points on your leaderboard, previously the Friend League, mm. before the carnival ends on April 14th. That's just next month. So just under a month. It's about three weeks long. And it sounds like a lot of fun. You can collect extra points by finding highly favored to geocaches or earning a favorite point in a cache you own. So incentive to get out there and Hide some creative hides, huh? There you go. Now, I, for some reason, had in my mind that it, the, this cash carnival had already started. So I went out last weekend and I found some highly favorited caches in my area. Nice. I hadn't found yet, which I really enjoyed finding them. But now I realize I don't get the points for it. But that's okay. I still had a great time finding some awesome caches. And I'll bet there are more out there to be found. There are. We'll just have to, have to travel a little broader and wider for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. There's, there's some great creativity out there, and, and geocaching is calling these events that they're doing for geocache creation inspiration the creation celebrations. So they're going to have some events there. You can earn a sixth souvenir. It's not Excellent. just five. 
Well, and speaking of creation celebration, uh, up in this part, Southern British Columbia, Metro Vancouver, Fraser Valley area, there is going to be a creation celebration event on March 30th. It is also going to be the kickoff event for the Fraser Valley Cash Bash 2. Two. So, that's right. Two. If you want to participate, you're going to be welcome to come and check it out. The event is going to be posted very soon. We're just waiting to confirm the location with the uh, with the township. It will be in Langley. Uh, so March 30th is the kickoff event for the Fraser Valley Cash Bash. April 19th, there will be... Dozens of creative caches published. May 11th is the wrap-up event and the awards. Awards, yes, that's right. There will be awards for creativity and innovation in geocaching. So it's going to be all about quality versus quantity. Check it out at FraserValleyCashBash.wordpress.com. That sounds right. like fun. Yeah, and if you have questions, ask Brylang or LandMonkey, and we will, we will answer your questions for you. The jury still out as to whether those will be serious or tongue-in-cheek answers, but they will answer the questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So you want to take the next story, my friend? You know, I heard that two people were geocaching at Clark's Gully near Naples, New York, when one of them slipped and fell to the bottom of the gully about 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. No, it does not. According to Yates County Sheriff Ron Spike, the man who is from Washington, Northwest, right, became lost. I have known people from Washington and they often become lost. And some of them slide down gullies and then need a towel. Apparently. Uh, the person with the victim was able to walk out and call for help. The sheriff's office used the reverse 911 system to find the man's location via GPS. I'm glad so that the didn't 119 system? I'm thinking so, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if maybe they used that reverse system and showed up at his home address in Washington. But <laughs> Whoops. I don't know. Uh, Naples Fire Department uh, members were able to get him out after about 45 minutes of rescue. So always good to bring a buddy with you. Yes. Well, bring a buddy, uh, have some form of communication. Yeah. Um, all these things. And you know what? In, is it, no, not next week, the week after, I think. Now I can't remember when it is. Very soon. Just tune in every week. Yeah. Next week. Next week, we have Adventure Smart on the show, and we're going to tell you all about how to get out and be prepared. So. Will they discuss getting out of a gully? Um, not specifically, but okay. we could always ask. Yeah. We'll see what they have to say. If you have questions for Adventure Smart, send them in to feedback at cachingnw.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's that's our news. So some some cool Northwest news, some geocaching news. And like I said, stay tuned for the after show where we've got even more stuff that we're going to talk about. But in the meantime, Jim, do you want to... Uh, we love stuff, don't wheel? we? Yeah, we love stuff, but we love our guests too. We are thrilled to have both JP and Ian here talk about GeoCoin Fest. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Can you uh, give your give each of us a little introduction for those people that may not know who you might be? Well, I'll let Ian go first. No, you go first. <laughs> All right, if you insist. So, <laughs> so I, I geocache under the handle JP Bar. Um, nice and simple. Um, a geocoin designer based here in Estonia, and um, I have my own shop. I have my design services, and um, now uh, once again hosting a uh, mega. Hi, I'm Ian. Uh, a lot of people know me as Scotty Duck. Uh, my real name's Ian. Uh, my handle is No Hope. 
and I'm based in southern Scotland uh, and run my own shop. I run Geocache Land. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right, we're we're having your audio break up just a little bit, Ian. But uh, oh dear. we got uh, that uh, you you run your shop, and what was the shop called again? It's Geocache Land. Geocache Land. There you All go. Right. Yeah. All right. So that's that's our guests, and uh, you're each joining us from different locations, quite far away, uh, literally the other side of the world. And uh, so we've heard Estonia and uh, Southern Scotland. And maybe you could each share with us briefly, uh, what's what's the weather like there for you guys right now? It's still cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, 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 it, it, yeah, no, here, a couple of, couple of days ago, it was, uh, it, it was starting to warm up. Everybody was like, oh, spring's here, plus 10 degrees, um, you know, no snow, everything had melted. And then suddenly, massive snowstorm, two foot of snow again, dropped to minus 14. And now we're having the aftermath of that. But, Hope you uh, enjoyed I'm, summer last week. Yeah, <laughs> this is common over here. When they say, you know, they say, "Did you enjoy, su you know, that your summer?" They said, "No, I worked that day." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's well, southern Scotland, the not quite as cold as Estonia. Um, it's about minus three, minus four here at the moment, uh, and we've just got rid of our snow. Uh, that's yep and apart from that it's pitch black out still uh, <laughs> five o'clock in the morning and i don't know why i'm up at this time <laughs> <laughs> well we appreciate that you are absolutely we're glad you're here <laughs> all right well guys thanks for that that was fun and now we understand you're both working on getting geocoinfest eu 2019 ready and maybe you can give our listeners just a brief rundown on where and when that event will be yeah. <laughs> not both at the same time Let's... <laughs> yeah it's uh, going to be in Manchester, England on the 7th of September uh, right in the middle of the city uh, fantastic location uh, used to be the uh, main railway station for Manchester has been turned into an exhibition complex uh, and it's yeah um, running from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, loads going on. I'll let JP say what's going on during the day. Ah, you think I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the the we, we'll have si uh, satellite events going on either side of uh, of the event as well, and possibly some in the week uh, leading up to it. So we've got, as Ian said, lots planned. Um, one thing's for certain, which we 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 have. Uh, submitted the um, uh, the listing for is the welcome event on the Friday evening. Um, that's being held in Robinson's Brewery. So uh, as as usual, um, beer and caching go very well together. And I think if I remember correctly, the uh, beer does uh, um, show up quite often in our uh, our event. I'm not quite sure if that was planned, but it, it has turned out that way. Um, so we we we, we have uh, there's um, uh, beer tours that will be uh, people will be able to um, buy a spot on the tours. Um, leading, you know, I think that's on the Friday Friday morning lunchtime. Lunch Friday lunchtime, and then we have the evening in the Robinsons Brewery. Now this is going to be a free event. Um, anybody can turn up and enjoy. 
the evening. Um, there are tours of the brewery going on um, at the same time. People will have to book a spot and uh, pay a because we're limited to the spots that there will be for the evening. Um, they'll pay a five pound deposit through our website to secure their spot, which will then be refunded at the on the day when they bring their their ticket in. Simply because we don't want people turning around and saying, "Yeah, we're going to be there, we're going to be there," and then they don't turn up, and suddenly yeah. we've got a half empty tour. Um, but um, it's uh, it, it's a it's a fantastic place. People will be able to sample different beers, um, enjoy the surroundings, enjoy the evening. Uh, lead, you know, getting to know everybody leading up to the event the next day. Um, during the event itself, we'll have um, obviously the uh, band, the Travel Bugs, uh, all the way from your side, from the US. They're coming over, and they have been working alongside a Belgium. Um, geocaching band, uh, which is Bugsy and the tra- and the Ammo Boxes, and they're going to be do- working together to uh, create an actual concert. So there'll be some going on during the the daytime at the main event, and then there'll be uh, an evening party, which I believe Ian is going to be a separate event, a separate yep. uh, geocaching event. Yep. And that again, <laughs> that's eight about five minutes round the corner from the main event hall in um, an old pub. So again, more beer. Um, <laughs> but uh, great atmosphere. It will be able to take, uh, I think it's 200 plus people. Um, yeah. So, you know, at one time, which obviously we don't expect you know, people to be in and out. So obviously it will take more at the time, but that's, uh, that's um, for the main, the, the, the main events for that uh, day. But uh We've got uh, Geocache Tour, uh, sorry, Cache Tour, which is a um, app from um, based in Norway to help people with their travel plans and uh, getting uh, um, uh, caching and, and such done. It's a website and app. They're going to be doing a tutorial during the day. Um, we've got uh, guests. We've got um, activities planned. I think we've got the Mountain Rescue Team coming in and doing something. Yeah, they're not 100% confirmed, but I think they're about 99% confirmed at the moment. So, yeah. Well, that's Sorry, pretty well. cool. So it sounds like there's a lot of different activities going on. This is more than just geocoins. It sounds like this is a mega event that if you're uh, if you're going to find yourself in the EU in September, this sounds like the place to go. Absolutely. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is one thing we do try and keep in telling people. Yeah, it is. Although the theme is geocoins, there will be there things there for everybody, whether they are geocachers, geocoiners, non-geocachers, you know, kids. We're trying to keep something, you know, give something for everybody to do, and not just oh, it's all about coins, coins, coins. You know, that ha- that there is that section of it. There is that theme, obviously. Um, but you know, we want to impress upon people there will be things for everybody to do. I like that idea of, of the five pound deposit too, because how often do you plan an event and you really never know who's going to show up, even though they've RSVP'd, and that yeah. gives them a little incentive. And you know, when you show up, boom, five pounds of beer money right in your hand. You exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, one thing that uh, we can announce on the show, uh, which is new for new announcement, you've got the exclusive for this so far. Um, is that at the event we have a company called GPS Training 
who are one of our sponsors. Um, they're turning up. Uh, very well known in the UK. They sell uh, handheld GPS devices uh, from several makes. Um, everybody who goes into the event can register with them for a training package. That training package is normally 50 pounds. Um, it's an online package, so you can do it anytime at home. And they, if you go to the event, you can sign up completely free. So that's 50 pounds worth of training for not at the event. So, Ian, what kind of training are we talking about? Uh, it's basically you, you've got a GPS device, uh, a Garmin. Satman or any of the other makes, um, they have got online training packages to help you get the best out of your GPS device of what you want. So there are, they've got uh, lots of different uh, uh, tutorial videos and downloads um, for each different device. So whatever Garmin you've got, they're the main dealers for Garmin in the UK. So whatever Garmin you've got, they have a video and training package especially for that device so whatever one you've got they, they've got package to say how to best way to get geocaches uh, downloaded best way to do maps on there everything about it they have got a fantastic range of videos and uh, downloads for you that's fantastic well there you go well thank you very much for uh, sharing that exclusive news with us yeah. and our listeners i'm sure anyone who's listening to this who has ever struggled any amount with their GPS uh, would certainly appreciate uh, 50 pounds to be able to get the online training at their convenience and learn how to use their tools better. Absolutely. Yeah. The chat says that's a great deal. So there, that's a huge event in, in September. You guys are going to be plenty busy leading up to that, but I hear that you guys are going on the road, big road trip leading up to that event where people can hook up and ask you all about Geocoin Fest. Can you tell us about that road trip, where you're going to stop along the way? Yeah, um, well, th this this started as um, a, a Skype conversation between myself and Ian. Um, we were talking about hitting two. Uh, we wanted to hit two uh, megas, or one is the giga in, in, in Germany, and the other is a mega in, in, in um, Belgium. We, we, we'd planned to do at least one of these uh, back last year. And um, then Ian come up and said, I'm sorry, due to other commitments, I, I won't be able to make one. Um, maybe not sure about the other one either. Mm -hmm. And during an hour-long conversation, it moved from that to uh, hitting both megas because they're weekend uh, one week uh, one week apart from each other um then suddenly that turned into a two-week road trip around central europe to promote the geo coin fest um not quite sure how we end up there no you managed to call me into that somehow <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we we start off we'll, we'll start off here in Tallinn, but we uh, and then uh, although we won't do anything uh, uh, from here, the first point of call will be the um, uh, the Project Giga in Hamburg, which let me just pull up my notes. Um, that will be on the May 4th. Um, that's our first one. Then every day in between... Um, we will have a different minor event, just a meet and greet at different um, uh, different cities 
around, but the idea was that we would hit the cities that had um, that were close enough and had had the Geocoin Fest in past years. So that will be Eindhoven in the Netherlands, Aschot in Belgium, uh, so yes, uh, Cologne in Germany, Luxembourg City was an in between because um, it, it was there. Um, back to um, Belgium for the Geowallens Mega, uh, then on to Prague, and that will be our last stop before heading back home. So I think we're going to be pretty busy. Yeah, so I would good. say so. Yeah, that's that's quite the road trip. And people can find you any of those events across Europe and ask you all about GeoCoinFest. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> GSMX2 in the chat says that's some great negotiation from <laughs> yeah. I can't go to two week geo trip. Yeah. Nice job. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take much persuasion. I, mean, I, I, I will say that. I, yeah, I will point out that. JP said he'd do most of the driving. <laughs> it's a, a something like 5,000 miles uh, trip uh, so, in the two weeks. So, so that's yeah. how you get a 5,000-mile a European hashtag geocache road trip is you say, hey, JP, do you want to do the driving? Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this deal. This sounds, this sounds like a really good deal for Ian is all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I'll be, I'll be making sure he does his uh, f- fair share. Otherwise, I'll be <laughs> Right, I don't think we, yeah. Uh, um, although with stress neck, uh, connected to the mega, it might be a case of uh, you know m- maybe a hospital stay is better. We leave somebody else to do with the right. Uh, sure. uh, <laughs> now I have a question. We, 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 about- we're enjoying it. I mean, it will be it will be um, it will be a laugh. And yeah, people will we'll have our stand. Um, obviously, we've, we've both taken our shops with us as well. Um, but we'll have our stand for, for the um, GeoCoin Fest where people will be able to come and, you know, pick up, uh, you know, leaflets and um, items that we'll have for sale to raise money for the event and talk to us and ask us questions. Cool. So that's the idea is that you're going you're gonna to be moving around to all these different cities that have hosted GeoCoin Fest in the past, plus a giga and some megas and giving people the opportunity to interact with you guys and learn more about GeoCoin Fest. Sign up for it. Help support it, and 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 so on and so forth. Sounds like that's the plan. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I, I have a question about the driving. Now, Ian, you're from the UK. Yes. Well, you're both from the UK. Ian, you're in the UK. Uh, how many of the countries are you going to be driving in? Where you drive on the left hand or the right hand side of the road? <laughs> They're all on the right hand side of the road. Uh, in the UK, we do drive left, um, but uh, I've driven in Europe before. I've driven in America. Uh, I actually prefer driving on the right anyway. But once I've got used to the gear stick uh, and the handbrake being on the wrong side, uh, which only, only take a couple of thousand miles, um, then we'll be fine. <laughs> That's awesome, Ian. I have to say, I years ago I have had the experience of driving a standard in the UK, and uh, it was also my first experience with roundabouts. It was before we had a lot of them over here in Canada, <laughs> and uh, it was quite the very fast learning experience. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the one thing that always, uh, whenever I switch between um, you know left and right drive uh, cars, the one thing that is it takes me a few days to get used to is that whenever I try and indicate, I hit the windscreen wipers instead <laughs> every time. I can see that. Yeah, 
<laughs> oh, too funny. All right, Jim, did you want to take the the next well, one? Well, the the road trip, that's that's two weeks like leading right up to GeoCoinfest, right? Uh no, it's actually it was starting on the second of May and we'll be gone for two weeks around that. We wanted to give people more than enough time um, before the event because if we did it too close to the event, then the information gets to people a bit too late. True. Good good tip. So are there, outside of your road trip, are there any other promotional activities going on uh, in the spring and summertime? Um, we, yeah, we do have a... One event that's in the planning, we haven't got the exact date yet, but that's going to be in Paris. Uh, somebody else is running that for us. Uh, one of the other committee members is doing that for us. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll be in the UK. We're doing smaller events in the UK. I'm uh, attending one. I've been booked to attend one event in Aberdeen at the end of the month. Uh, so Aberdeen up in the north of Scotland, where the main UK mega is being held this isn't a uk mega event but it's a one on the promotion that you were talking about at the beginning of the show uh it's one of the events for that the cash creation events uh one for that so i've been asked to go up there and take uh information up to the north of scotland for that and we have other events around the uk um tomorrow we've got a Yes, it is tomorrow now. Yep, tomorrow evening, uh, UK time. Uh, we've got uh, Geocoin auction uh, in Sheffield, right in the middle of the England. So uh, an event there with over 60 different lots up for auction. Wow. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Now that, that one, um, uh, so that one is GC82B66. Um, now, as long as as long as everything goes uh, as planned, which it probably won't, but we hope it will, um, there will be a live Facebook feed for people that want to bid live. Now, they have basically today to sign up to that. Um, I think it's the information was on the post on our Facebook page, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, um, basically, you need to email bid, which is B I D. GC, sorry, I apologise. It's GC. Uh, GC. Sorry about this. I'm doing it off the top back of my head. One nine bid at gmail dot com. Uh, and then if they email that with their real name, their Facebook name, because not everybody on Facebook uses their real name, so the Facebook name and their cashing name. They'll get sent back a uh, bidding number, and then they can join us live and use that bidding number on online live. We know who they are, and we've got their details in advance, uh, just for the added security. So we've got some six-year-old somewhere bidding uh, thousands of dollars for uh, uh, on the night. So we can. That so hopefully then will be live from the event and people will be able to bid as we said. <laughs> wow. That's really interesting. I've never heard of that being done for uh, geocaching related stuff. Uh, no, it's probably a first. Um, we did have a period where people could send proxy bids in first. Um, a few people said they wanted to bid live. So I'll try it and hopefully it will work. <laughs> could be the start of a new trend. You never know. 
Yeah. Well, well we'll be true. curious yeah. to hear from you guys how it goes when it's done. You should uh, <laughs> make sure you let us know how things turn but, out. We, we do ask people check out check out our Facebook page, um, which is Joe uh, Coin Fest Chat um, Group, and that. Um, for, for the information on it, it is going to be a, a, an interesting event. We do have a lot of coins that have been donated from various different people, companies. Uh, we even have one of uh, Brian Roth's new personal coins up for auction. So we, we do want people to to to, to get some you know a, a, a good um, additions to their collection. Obviously, we need uh, uh, as much funding as possible for for the event. So the more people bid, the the, the e- you know the easier it is for us to pull out all the stops for you know a really amazing event. Are there any any international boundaries to who can participate in this? No, no. So, so any of our listeners here in North America are welcome to participate in geocoin auction and quiz night and that's gc82b66 yes yeah the, the only thing they will have to understand is that uh um if uh, if they are bidding on on a coin or multiple coins there will be um a shipping fee that will be put on to that afterwards but um you know uk to the us is not uh, so expensive well it's definitely not as expensive as the other way around so um they won't be hit with uh, with a massive bill on on, on shipping but there will be something Okay, and if folks yeah. want to find out more, they can go to GeocoinFest Europe on Facebook. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, just to add in that also, obviously, the bids are in British pounds, not dollars. Right. <laughs> People do forget. Yeah, consider that. Yeah, all the bids will be in British pounds because obviously that's what we work with. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I, I was looking over. I don't see any questions for you guys. There was one question that came up, which was, what's the GC code for GeocoinFest EU? But they answered it themselves. Yep. And it's GC7TTNT. Is that correct? Yep. That's correct. Cool. Yep. All right. So there you go. So that's that's what we've got for tonight, guys. I want to thank you very much for joining cool. us. Um, before we wrap with you guys, is there any last important little bullet points you want to throw out there and contact information. How do people contact either you guys or find out more about the event? Well, they can, they can um, contact us through uh, the Facebook page. They can hit us up on the website, which is uh, gcf19.eu. Um, they can uh, contact either myself or Ian um, direct, um, you know, so any of those ways they could they they can um get hold of us yep just got to ask one thing uh we do have one other little exclusive Ooh, uh, please go ahead yep uh for the european tour there will be geocoin for each of the stops that we make a unique geocoin for every a unique stop. geocoin for one um i don't know are you able to put the picture of the design mm-hmm. up on screen jump on. yeah i can do that bear with me one second this is basically because there's, there's eight events in all including the paris event um and we've got an interlock coins one for each event and they will go around a oh, wooden coin oh that's neat. Yeah. that's really nice yeah so basically what we've done is that yeah each one of these has the um the uh city flag um in each of the holders here 
and the heart the, the centerpiece will be a uh, a, a one of the um, European uh, wooden coins, which will be specific to our event. The wooden one will be our our giveaway, something that we'll give to people as as advertising during the trip. Um, but then it, it interlocks with with the rest of the the coins. Um, the way we've planned it is that they will be for sale only at each of the events that we are doing. So starting with the first one in Hamburg. Um, the if there are any left over as we move across so if we have some of the hamburg ones left over as we move on to eindhoven mm -hmm. then people in eindhoven will have a chance to buy one the previous ones um any left over at the end will go on to our um event web shop so so jp what i'm hearing is if you want the complete set you got to become a geocoin fest eu mega tour groupie absolutely <laughs> <laughs> just get in a caravan and follow you guys across. And what's wrong with that, really? I'm, I'm not criticizing it. I'm encouraging no. that behavior. I'm jealous I'm, of anybody that's uh, able to do that. Either that, or they've got to have friends in every country. There you go. Hey, we do have we do have a question from Three Hams in a Rose asking, what are the six hexagons below each city flag on the individual coins? Okay, so the the um, the theme of of our events is. Um, uh, was it? It was uh, social innovation and um... it's society sciences. Uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's early in the morning. Ian. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's too early in the morning to remember these important <laughs> things. Basically, um, it basically it's it's, it's society. Man Manchester is uh, as for the UK. Manchester is a relatively new city. It's only been about for two hundred years. Uh, two to three hundred years as a city um, the industrial revolution started in manchester um it's always had a it's always attracted people from countries to it to work and build and develop and um, research um the a lot of scientific breakthroughs have been made in manchester the first uh program the computer was just the first programmable computer was invented in Manchester. Uh, the atom was first split in Manchester. Uh, the university there, there's 25 people have been uh, uh, Nobel Prize winners uh, that just from the university. Um, so, and it's people have always come together. It's a very industrial, uh, close knit community. And the emblem of Manchester is the worker honeybee. Um, because it specifies everything about Manchester, that the the mentality of the people there to work together, to promote the, uh, to work hard, and so the honey, we're using the honeybee as our as part of our logo, and the hexagon is representative of the hive. The uh, from, the, from, from the honeycomb so yeah got it so okay so the, the the hexagons are representing the honeycombs the honeycombs are representing the worker bees which is the iconic representation of manchester where the event is yeah and if if let me blow that up so you can see there we've got we've got the honeybee uh, the, uh, the worker bee in the corner we've got on the other corner we've got a, a cog showing the industry and then an atom in the corner as well so you know we're trying to keep the, the these these are, are a common thread right the way through our designs for the event so very cool 
Very cool, you guys. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's exciting for the folks who are going to be able to get over there and get their hands on them. And I imagine if folks, uh, as you were saying, if if you don't give them all away and by the end, people are going to have the opportunity to bid online and, and get some of those coins as well, right? Right. Um, the, the, other, the other little bit snippet that I literally just remembered because I looked at my notes for the first time um, is to say that I've just confirmed well, last night for me, um, that uh, fellow Geocoin designer Christian Mackey will be attending the event. It's his first time out of the US for, wow. well, definitely to Europe anyway, um, for, for any event, let alone Geocoin Fest. So he is going to be joining us in Manchester in September. Fantastic. That is excellent news. All right. Well, uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. That's we've had some great questions that have come in from the chat. There, you guys have provided some exclusive information, which we really appreciate you doing that for our show, but also appreciate you guys waking up nice and early, yeah, <laughs> and joining us tonight. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, JP. It's been awesome to see you again, Ian. Wonderful to meet you for the first time. Great. All right. Great meeting uh, you guys as well. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No worries. Yeah. No worries. Thank you. And uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Remember, there are some upcoming shows that are also going to be fun to listen to. March 14th, episode 294 is Adventure Smart. So we're going to talk all about outdoor safety. It is going to be an exciting and interesting episode there. March 21st, Geocaching Homa and GeocoinFest 2019. That would be the US version mm -hmm. of GeocoinFest. Uh, they'll be on the show. Um, March 28th, we've got something special lined up for that. And oh, and I'm already talking over Wits Ends Lines. So I'm just going to start. Oh, it's, <laughs> we're all on the same team. I was going to say that takes us into April when we're going to talk about a cash reviewing pilot project, episode 297 on April 4th. So that was great. I'm excited to do that. I wish I could go on all of those mega tours. But for right now, we are here on Thursday night, and I wanted to take this moment to thank Landsharks. You know, they're our corporate Denali-level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, B.C. They're open six days a week, except holidays, and they ship online orders daily. Excellent. Hey, we want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That's Landsharks and it's also JP's Geo Designs. Thank you very much, sir. It's Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click the Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website. Also, all you guys who support us, all of our patrons it are, is, all our patrons is, all our patrons are... Broncos fan for life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, Subway, Mark Dorimore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas, 19, Geo Nav Pros, Wino Seattle, Akerdoc, Billy Robson, Genies, Antaeus, Keats 94, Trexer Zero, MC3 Cats, Kennel Barb, M Nerve, Wet Coaster and Green Words, and Segeov. Very well done, sir. Thank you. And while you catch your breath, yes. <laughs> where could people find contact you? Find you on the interwebs. On the interwebs. Well, uh, you know what? If you go to Twitter, Instagram, or Periscope, it's at LandMonkeyGC. And of course, uh, you can find our videos on YouTube. That's L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y on YouTube. Oh, so much better when you sing it. <laughs> <laughs>
How about you, Wits End, my friend? Wits End is my name, and that's where you'll find me on Facebook, Twitter, geocaching, and a few other places. You just never know where I'm going to pop up. I'll pop up this Saturday in a little dance thing. Anyway, and, you know, you can go to cachingnw.com slash hosts. You can read our bios, check out all those links we mentioned, including some of our hosts that's not here with us tonight. That's right. So thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Remember that you can be a part of the show by calling 253-693-TFTC and leaving us a comment, asking us a question, or sending us the last known whereabouts of Chris of the Northwest any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. Your support helps to keep quality shows coming. If you liked the show, please click the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. This show is produced by Chris Umfenauer and Jay Kennedy and Jim Paulwitz, hosted by Chris J and Jim. This show is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 License Copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And now, stay tuned for The After Show. <laughs> there you go. There's my Les Nessman version. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, folks, that's it. We're into The After Show. Oh, holy, yeah. holy doodle. What, what's going on here? Who wanted to know where I was? Oh, but you're really distorted. Ooh. Oh, I tend to be very distorted from time to time. Yeah, I don't know what the Googles are doing to your voice, but we sound like we're in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> he found us, guys. We're in trouble. Uh, hey, thanks for letting me come into my own show. You're welcome. Let's see. Does that sound any better? Uh, try now. What about now? Now it's way better. It's a little bit, oh. yeah. Ooh, okay. There you go. Welcome to Cashing well, in the Northwest. <laughs> Should we start what over? Did, what did I miss? Can we go over it again? Let's just do the whole thing again. <laughs> I, I think our guests will be awake. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make Ian have to do it again. <laughs> Ian, it's yeah, really it's for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just quarter to sleep. Yeah, even even my dog refused to get up out of bed this morning and come with me to work. Isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for your sacrifice. I sure appreciate it. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, dear. All right. So, hey, we've got some after show stuff we're going to go through. First of all, I promised a story about a homeless gnome. So if you follow my Twitter account, you might have seen this story this past week. And uh, the world's largest gnome is named Howard the Gnome. He's a long side roadside attraction near Nanus on Vancouver Island. He's going to be evicted April 30th. What? He's gonna he's gonna lose his home. So uh, there's there's an article if you uh, if you search through my Twitter feed at uh, LandMonkeyGC, you will find the full article. But I'm curious uh, to hear from anybody in the chat if you've visited Howard the Gnome on Vancouver Island. He's at uh, what's now a Chevron station just outside of Parksville, between Parksville and uh, Nanus. You can take the last train to Parksville. You can. It'll okay. be there in the morning. Okay. <laughs> oh. I've got reservations. So I currently have a gnomeless home, but this is going to be a homeless gnome. Correct. Okay. Well, there you go, Chris. You can have a nice new cache outside your home, can't you? I mean, yeah. really, how can you miss this? How big of a cache could you put into like this gnome shoe? Um, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Uh, you got to check out the article. Um, I think it's something like 
five meters tall, something like that. It's, it's huge. 7.91 meter tall. There you go. I, I, <laughs> I way undershot it. It's almost eight meters tall. Recognized wow. by the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's tallest in 2012. There you go. So that now, might mean there's a taller one now. <laughs> well, Rector in the chat says that he's seen Howard. He even rode a go-kart under him. Oh, because back in the day, Howard the Gnome, when he was first created, was actually for a little amusement park that used to be there. That is okay. long, long since gone. Um, so do you think we should make Howard the official cashing in the Northwest Gnome? Ooh. We'll buy him, bring him into the down into the uh, the state of Washington, and maybe we will make him a trackable and leave him at an event. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a grand plan. <laughs> It just don't bring him to Omega, please. Uh, yeah, no. I, yeah, no, no. Bring him. That'd be fun to see how you get him on a plane. Yeah. Does Howard float? Yeah, there you go. Howard could be his own boat. Him across. Yeah. yeah. Uh, UK, we've got a whole no series of gnome geocaches. Um, in fact, we've got a couple of them, but it's a popular thing to have gnomes uh, as geocache containers in the UK uh, spread all about and yeah so quite often we find gnomes just hiding it in, in woods and things so yeah I think if you brought him over he would be very popular <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> start the go find me that's all I can say um, <laughs> Keats94 Keith, says oh no not the gnome his dad and he have driven past the gnome on their way to Qualicum Beach and the ferry terminal and uh, Mr. Landsharks, Chris in the chat says, it's so sad. We drive by the gnome all the time. Mm -hmm. And as do I, uh, when I drive up to see my folks who live up, um, up Vancouver Island, uh, it is, it's a staple. Uh, you just, you know, it's like a landmark. You're like, okay, I know I'm now at this part of my drive. I have this much time left yeah. because I passed the gnome. You know where you are. You know me exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. So there you go. And um, uh, GSMX2 said, send him down to Washington next to the Stalin statue. There you go. Ooh. Can we just replace the statues? Yeah. Oh, and GSMX2 had another good suggestion. Send him to Geo Woodstock uh, 17 um, and uh, send him along to the song Gnome, Gnome on the Range. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the puns just keep coming. We're being punished tonight. <laughs> awesome. All right. Hey, I've got a little more news I want to share with you guys, and it's about the Utah Geo Tour. Now, you've heard me rave about the Utah Geo Tour, and we have. And it is it is. How do you feel mind. about the Utah Geo Tour? I love the Utah Geo Tour. <laughs> do you sleep in the jacket every night? Um. Not every night, but I sleep in the jacket most nights. Yes. Okay. It keeps me warm and it gives me nice memories. Um, the Utah Geo Tour, it was announced a few weeks ago that it was going to come to an end at the beginning of March. And we were all very saddened to mm. hear that. Now, there's some information here that was just released a day or so ago. The Utah Geo Tour is not ending today. Now, listen through the whole article and then you can understand what this, what this is all about. Uh, however, first of all, we want to thank the 22 intrepid volunteers who are keeping the Utah Geo Tour going um, when it, uh, it is officially, um, it is officially the funding for it has ended. 
Okay. Um, however, the Utah GeoTour will continue in an unofficial GeoTour capacity. It means it's not going to be listed on the geocaching website, um, but it will continue to be operated and the caches will be maintained until September 2nd, Labor Day. So, Land Monkey, I, I need to interrupt. It's not going to be listed on the geocaching website as a geotour. Correct. Correct. Right. Yeah, the caches will all be listed there. And, and yeah, I'll, right. I'll touch on that in a moment as well. Thank you. Good point. Um, all award requests must be received by 11.59 p.m. Mountain Time on September 3rd, 2019. The Utah Office of Tourism is no longer involved in the daily operations of the GeoTour. If you write to the GeoTour address or message the account, it'll be a volunteer responding. So please be patient with them. Mm. The volunteers will be stuffing the envelopes and mailing the awards. The turnaround may be a little bit slower on some of the requests and responses, but they will get to it, they promise. There are, at this time, 88 geocoins left and a varying number of patches left for each county. Now, for those who may not know, the way this GeoTour works is there are 29 counties in Utah. Uh, for every county in which you find three of the GeoTour caches, you get a patch for that county. Yeah, and Chris is holding up the... Uh, the passport there. Very cool. Thank you, sir. Speak. There you go. There's some of the patches. Nice. And they're beautiful patches. My wife and I have the entire collection. They are amazing. Um, so uh, for every county, you find three of the GeoTour caches in that county, you get the patch. If you get, I want to say it's 12 counties. 10. 10, 10, 10 counties, you get the GeoCoin. There are 88 of those coins left. Um, now they Correct. said for several of the counties, there are likely not enough patches to make it all the way to Labor Day. So you, you know, better plan, get out there early. There are 17 of the originally promised 100 jackets left to be requested. Now I'm not sure what that means, but if you get all 29 counties, you earn a jacket. So uh, if you're curious to find out a little bit more about what the jacket deal is, um, send us a question or, and we'll ask on your behalf to the GeoTour operators or, uh, or contact them yourself. Um, uh, question was from Keats94, are there other GeoTours that have a jacket for a prize? To my knowledge, no, this is mm. the only one that has done that so far, but Hey, you know, let HQ know that this is the way that GeoTours should, should reward such effort and maybe exactly. a thing. Maybe it'll become a thing. Yeah, especially if it's going to keep snowing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> or if you just want to be toasty at night as you're sleeping. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and comforted in dream. your conquest. Dream sweet dreams of your hashtag geocache road trip. Now, I'll, I'll finish off the article here. The, the main reason the volunteers are willing to continue the geotour on their own is because of the huge positive response the Utah geotour has received. People really enjoy touring their beautiful state and the volunteers want to give people one more caching season to go on the GeoTour. The caches will remain in place through Labor Day, uh, as we said before. And after the listing as a GeoTour is removed from the geocaching.com website, you can still find a list of the caches at, um, at the URL that Chris just posted in the chat. Mm -hmm. So look in our chat, check out our show notes. Um, the, the listing code is... Uh, BM67M0R. So there you go. I don't know if you can just look that up or if you have to use the whole URL. I'm not sure how that works with lists. But get out there, explore Utah one cache at a time. 
if you can still get the, you know, you can't get the souvenir anymore. So that's the one thing that won't happen because as long as soon as it's not listed as an official GeoTour, you won't get the souvenir, the digital souvenir. But you can get the patches, you can get the coins, and, and it sounds like maybe there's a small handful of jackets. I'm not sure what that 17 out of 100 meant, but we'll find out. And um, get out there. Explore the prime numbers, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The jackets are indivisible. <laughs> that's right. All right. Chris, do you want to pick up one of our fatasses? I would love to. We have one from Monkey Cakes. It says, yeah. just because you can't find a cache doesn't mean it needs maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or needs archive. Or needs right. archive. Yeah. yeah no, I, I looked for five minutes. It can't be here. Yeah, I got a message this afternoon from my hand. It says, uh, got an automated email from Geocaching Headquarters saying, you might need to do maintenance when there's only one DNF since the most recent find. Oh, well, so, there's there's a whole calculation yeah. thing behind that. So he's <laughs> fallen victim to some interesting coding. I'm yeah, sure. I, th I think it's the, the the worst is when you get a a, um, a message through uh, or a DNF from somebody uh, or even an archive, and they say, "Yeah, can't can't be here, can't find it," and then you check their profile; they've got one find. <laughs> <laughs> there's always there's always one of those out there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. So what else? Have we nice. Got? Well, we have more from Keats 94. All right. That says, ask Les Stroud. That's survivor man to be a guest on the show. I'm sure he'd be interested. How could he not? Oh. Now there's a challenge that I might try and take up. See if we can get <laughs> survivor man on the show. Keats fine. 94 also asks, how has the snow affected your caching lately? Any memorable, memorable adventures? Well, let me tell you, the snow down here was something else. I measured uh, 13 inches. That's like 87 meters in my backyard. <laughs> so uh, that was enough. You know, the roads were quite treacherous for several days. Um, and, you know, I no longer have a four-wheel drive vehicle. So, oh, you know, okay. I, I didn't go if I didn't need to, you know. Uh, I'm, you know, I can go out and, and drive relatively safely but it's everybody else that i'm worried about that's always the way it is isn't it yeah so there you have it uh there's one more thing i want to mention i missed being on the show first of all we missed having you thanks for letting me barge in here at the end yeah well hey it's your show it's your turn to defend yourself because we just blamed everything wrong on you <laughs> oh well certainly why wouldn't you yeah, you uh, haven't heard the first part of the show yet. So, so keep uh, complimenting us. You're doing well, great. <laughs> maybe I have. <laughs> I think I saw him in the chat earlier. I think he was watching. Ah, rats. Hey, uh, so asking about how... Sorry. I was, I was, was going to ask our guests how the snow affected their caching this winter. Um, in the UK, we've had very little snow at all. So it's not really affected caching. Uh, yeah, only on the very highest hills i mean i'm in the highest village in scotland uh where um and we had very little snow here they, they get they had more up in the north of scotland uh in the larger mountain ranges but hey yeah warm winter this year <laughs> yeah i think for me it's it, it, it's slightly different i've just been so busy that caching is not 
actually getting out and caching has not really been a priority at the moment. The, mo- the most caching I did was when I took the family across to visit my parents in Cyprus. So in which case, snow wasn't an issue. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Good place to be. Yeah. Slightly warmer than here. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Chris, sorry, you had something else you were going to... Yeah, I, uh, we need to release the 2019 Geocaching Championship bracket. But what does this mean? This is similar to March Madness here in the States. All right. Where we put two types of geocaches up against each other and let you vote. Yes, you. You right there. Let you vote and determine which one of those two you like better. And um, once you go in there and vote each week, we uh, we want you. Well, first of all, we want you to fill out your bracket. What you think is going to be the championship uh, round and then send us a copy of that. You could take a picture with your phone. You could print screen. You can do whatever you need to do to capture that bracket. Send it to us at feedback at cachingnw.com with your geocaching name. And we're going to hold on to those and see how many perfect brackets we have as the weeks go on. All right. So I, I just clicked on the link that you put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I this up. We'll, if you're listening to the audio or watching this on YouTube later, we will check our social medias. I will make sure through LandMonkey social media, I pound this link out there. Um, so, so what you want people to do is to just get make a copy of this spreadsheet and just fill in in the various yep. boxes. Uh, like all the way through to the championship, what they exactly. Think. Okay. So let's let's take the uh, the first one here. We've got a multi versus a where I go. Mm. Which one of those do you like finding best? Put that in, and then that will determine the second round, and we go on. So, so this is it's like a voting thing. How this is going? It be- is. It's, it's voting. So as you fill out the bracket, um, or I want you to fill it out much like you do for March Madness in the U.S. If you're familiar with that, that's the uh, men's uh, college basketball championship. They start with 64 teams, yes, and uh, goes down to just one winner. So uh, same idea here. We're starting with a few less teams. Right. Because, well, there aren't that many geocache types. Um, So... Go ahead and place your your votes in there. You know, as they say, make a copy, screenshot it, do whatever you need to do. Send that to us so we have a record of your bracket before we start the voting. And then you jump in, and each week I'll put these out there, and we'll get moving and see who who likes what. All right. Well, I see somebody edit uh, uh, making their selections live right now. So how's that going to work? Well, I thought I blocked that out, so we'll have to figure this out. All right. All right, so we'll figure that out in the meantime. So somebody's already getting to make their own selections, but that's great. Uh, And so the idea is that by the end, we're going to know what the best geocache type is, and uh, we'll be able to uh, have some fun with that. And uh, one type can win. Only one, only one geocache type can win. So it'll be Earth Cache, just so everybody knows. And uh, <laughs> oh, so why are we doing this whole thing? Because <laughs> I'm going to rig the contest so that Earth Cache is the best. No, um, but I do like the pairings. I think the pairings are a lot of fun. The way that that's done. Um, 
So good job, Chris, in setting this up. It's very cool. And yeah, well, uh, I'm looking forward to this. So each of these weeks, then the March uh, 11th to 17th, 1824, 25 to 31, and April 1 to 6, we're going to announce who the winners are every round. Is that what we're going to do? Yes. Very so cool. yeah, there will be two. Um, well, let's see. Each round, we're going to eliminate half the field. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, so it should be a lot of fun. That is going to be a we, lot. We've fun. done this before with different um, different groupings, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with how this form turned out. Yep, very cool. Yeah. So GSM uh, X2 says, uh, "Wow, the right side of the bracket's really stacked." <laughs> <laughs> and we so Chris and I discussed actually quite extensively how we were going to pair these all up, and and I I'm really happy with the way. It worked out in the end so we if you take a look at the way they're paired up there's there's a logic to it and and the idea is that yeah there's you know in the end it's going to come down to what is overall the best geocache type so mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun um uh trexer says that you can select the option in the drop down that's correct and um trexer also suggests to file make a copy so there you go there you go that's what we'll put out in the uh social media links make a copy perfect and right. uh mr landsharks wants to know so what's a bracket well that uh i want to say that's a that's a very american thing i could be wrong but uh, if you look at any large sporting event you'll see multiple teams and you know it's like a like when you get into the playoffs as teams go against each other pretty soon you're down to just you know to uh, you know you're down to eight to four to yeah. two teams same idea here with geocache types it's an elimination bracket oh there you go you have eight teams four four teams play four teams and the losers are out the four winning teams advance to the next round and so on all right well this will be fun good stuff all right i think that i think that wraps up what we've got i don't think i don't see any more uh yeah, GSM actually says talk hockey so the Canadians understand. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah. I eventually figured it out. So the rest of the Canadians should I'm gonna be. go find an octopus to hurl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So sounds good. I'm gonna wrap it up. I think so, folks. Thank you for joining us tonight or joining my two co-hosts tonight and our two lovely guests. And until next week, get out and start tracking these people across Europe. <laughs> <laughs>